When I think of a garden, I think of flowers and leaves of all shapes and sizes. Some are tiny, some are huge, some are soft and some are spiky, but together they make something beautiful. Stories are like that too, and each one of us cultivates our very own story garden. My name is Megan Lang, and I am your story gardener. Each episode, I'll sit down with a guest, and we'll dig into three stories that have played a role in shaping their own story garden. And, in the process, we'll cultivate a story garden that can be shared. For my first episode, I am unbelievably excited to welcome Kanisha Dotson. Kanisha is a small business owner, a wife, a mother, a creator, a general badass, and one of my best friends. I'll let her introduce herself, but first, are you ready to meet me in the garden? My name is Kanisha Dotson, and I am co-owner of KB Popcorn. We're a gummer popcorn company right here in Gallatin. I am a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, I'm a sister, I'm an aunt, I'm a friend, all the things. So I'm excited to be here. I'm very, I, I have told you this already, but I'm super excited because as a first time recording a podcast, first time. it's helpful that it happens to be one of my best friends. Perfect. So it is recording. I have checked. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't, you would be fine with it. (laughs) Just come back tomorrow. Yeah. So the concept of the story garden, which I'm explaining this for you, the listeners, not for Kanisha, because Mm -hmm. she knows, is that we sit down around a microphone and um, we talk about three stories that have kind of affected our lives in some way whether that is a dream that you had as a child or um a story that you heard at school Mm -hmm. or um something that happened to you that impacted you um the meaning of story in this sense is pretty all over the place. We can very abstract like my earrings. Yes, very abstract. <laughs> it could it could literally be almost any combination of words. Um, so, I think that we should just dive in. All right, let's start. I'm ready. Okay. So, what is your first story that you would like to share? Okay. So the first story that I'm going to share is a story that I heard in school. We read it at some point. I think it was like the period we were doing all kinds of fables and like little short stories. And it is the story of the thirsty crow. And that's actually a really good name for a bard now that I'm thinking of it. But anyway. um, (laughs) Maybe we'll start one one day. Yeah, maybe one day. But um, it's the story of the thirsty crow. And the story starts out, there's this crow and he's flying all around and he's thirsty. And he comes across a bucket of water but the water is the bucket is only half full of water and so he thinks for a minute he walks around but he ultimately decides that he should put some stones into the bucket and so he walks and he finds stones and he walks a little further he finds another stone puts it in the bucket and eventually he's put enough stones in the bucket 
to he to where he can reach the water because originally he's his beak could not reach the point where the water was so he couldn't drink he was still thirsty um and he was eventually able to get the water and that story always stood out to me because you have a lot of most people would never take the initiative to pick up the stones and put them in the bucket to work on the situation they're in they would just keep walking until they found a a better bucket a, a bucket with more water in it but the crow as thirsty as he was he had the, you know, I don't know, the wits or what, you know, the, the wherewithal. wherewithal. Yeah, the wherewithal, the wits, the the drive that it takes to survive life. And he was like, you know, I'm going to put these stones in this bucket until I have enough and I can reach the water. And he wasn't thirsty anymore. I had never heard that story, which is yeah. so weird because I've, I've heard a lot of stories. We're yeah. in my office. You know how many books I have. Um, Tons of books. I know. But, okay, so my question would be... Mm-hmm. Have you had moments in your life when you have chosen to find stones to put in the bucket? Yeah. I mean, I think that's one reason that this story stood out to me as when we read it and I still remembered it. Um, I didn't remember all of it when I first was like looking for the stories, but that story instantly came to my mind. It was like, do you remember the story of the crow? Because, you know, my life hasn't been perfect and you can definitely give up and you can just walk through life or... You can, you know, invest in yourself and invest in your situation. And eventually you will get out of it what you want to. I'm a self-employed person, you know. Yeah, you are. Had had I not, you know, if I never pick up the stones and put them in the bucket, we're going to be closed very soon. But, you know, running a business is constantly finding those pebbles and putting them in your bucket so that one day I'm going to be a millionaire and, you know. Yeah. Have everything I ever want, but until that day comes, I'm gonna keep picking up these stones and putting them in my bucket. What's your favorite pebble that you've picked up recently? Ooh, hey, hey. <laughs> my favorite pebble that I've picked up recently. I'll tell you what. So, one of my I don't want to call it a resolution. One of my goals for this year, as well as was last year, was to read more books. I really enjoy reading books, like. Mm-hmm. It was my me thing. And when I was single, I read a lot of books. Right. Um, And it was something I definitely had lost. And I had been like, oh, my God, that's something I really wish I could do more of. And we are now starting a book club. Yes, we are. And I could have been like, no, I ain't got time, Megan. Like, no. Once a quarter. Exactly. And I was like, I can either not pick up this pebble and not do this book club with my friend and invest this time in my community and the people that are taking the time to read the book or and not read the books. Right. Or I can do this and add nothing less at the end of the year. I'll have read at least four books. Well, and that's funny that you say that because when I think of people who do read, mm-hmm. I think of you. You yeah, usually I, like you're like, oh, I'm reading this book. I'm the person that has a book in her purse because if I have idle time. Yeah. I would rather pick up a book and get lost in some world. Yes. That was really cool. <laughs> the Thirsty Crow. I love it. Okay, so, and maybe we'll have a bar like that. We'll talk to Cole. He it literally just popped into my head. I was like, oh my God, I'm, now I'm seeing a bar, The Thirsty Crow. And Thirsty isn't Crow. A, is it a group of crows or a group of ravens that's a murder? It's a murder of mm-hmm. crows. A murder of crows. We could have murder mysteries at The Thirsty Crow. All right. I know. R- okay, we'll do that. I don't need to. It's being recorded. <laughs> You're right. Okay, so second story. 
Okay. I have not heard this one. I have not. And I'm excited. So, the second story is not, like, an actual story that I read or anything. It's actually something that actually happened to me. But I have entitled it The the Yellow Polka Dotted Skirt because that is, it's all based about a yellow polka dotted skirt. So, <laughs> when I was five years old, um, my sister was in school and my mom picked her up um, and dropped her off from school every day because she went to Sumner Academy and they didn't have buses. So we were getting, it was time to pick my sister up from school and I didn't have on like proper attire. Yeah, I wasn't dressed for the day. And she's like, okay, you need to put clothes on. And I had a yellow, I used to have a yellow polka dotted skirt. I can still see it. It was yellow polka dotted and it had pleats in it and it had, it was yellow and it had black polka dots on it, but it was pleated mm -hmm. and it was like my favorite skirt. And I wanted to put that skirt on and it was a church. Let's be honest. It was like a, a dressy skirt. Yeah. Not something you just put on randomly. And she's like, you're not wearing that. Go, you know, put on something else. And I was like, I'm not going to know what I'm going to do is I'm going to like raise cane because I want to wear this skirt. <laughs> and, and anyone who knows my mother knows that that didn't fare well. Okay. <laughs> but ultimately she broke it down to me and she's like, you have a choice. You can choose to keep doing what you're doing over this yellow skirt and you're not going to win. I'm just going to be, you're not going to win. Or you can put on something else and you can get in the car and go. And after, in my five-year-old brain, it made sense. Like, oh, I have another option. I don't have to kick and scream and yell and like be defiant and like take time, take, I was like being very defiant, like taking 10 minutes to find a shirt, you know, 15 minutes going by, I hadn't put my sock on. You just, all the things you can do to not do what needs to be done, right? <laughs> I can imagine you me. doing it. <laughs> and it was like, I knew it was a routine. Like we go every day and drop Jessica off at school. We go every day and we pick her up from school. And I don't even know why at that moment I chose like to be a butt and like raise cane. But she didn't she didn't get upset with me. She didn't get like, you know, I didn't get in any real trouble. But she just broke it down to my level and was like, you have a choice. Kanisha, you can either put this skirt on. You can either keep doing what you're doing and, and not get the skirt on. You're ultimately going to get pretty much what people know you're going to get. Or you can put this other outfit on and you can get in the car and we can go. And I think about that all the time because had I not learned about choice and op options and at five, who knows where I'd be in my life. Right. But at five, very clearly over something as obsolete as a yellow and black well, polka dotted skirt. She was like, no, you can have a choice. And I still remember that. That has guided me my entire life because everybody has a choice. Life is nothing but a series of choices. And you can get upset and you can pitch a mm -hmm. fit and you can... Can I cuss on here? No, we're not Yeah. You can bitch and complain. Yeah. You know, you can melt. Like, you can do those things. Right. Or you can make another choice and you can do something different. So, okay, the first comment I have is... I'm pretty sure, don't you still own a yellow polka dot skirt? I do own a yellow skirt, but it's not yellow and black polka dot. I have searched mm -hmm. my whole okay. life for a short yellow pleated with black polka dots skirt. 
Okay, fashion industry. Please find it for me. Not I thought like you were skirt. talking. I, I didn't realize this was going to be a childhood story. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a recent adult story no. around that yellow skirt. No, it is a story. I like this so much better. my childhood. And I'm sure if my mother hears it, she'll like remember it because we That's talked amazing. about it. Because it, 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 it seems so simple. Yeah. And I try to make sure that I raise my kids like that. I'm like, no, you have a choice. I was going to say. Make sure you have choices. You know me. I'm all about no. You yeah. have a cho- you have a choice. I do not want to hear about what somebody else did to you. What choice did you make? Right. That so okay, so for context, Kanisha and I have worked on some very like dramatic things together very over the last dramatic year. Things. How have you used that over the last year? The lesson that your mom taught you because because we've a lot. we've had to. We've had to. I mean, um and it's so funny because um, I was somewhere today and one of the speakers made reference to, make you know, he wants more people to do what they should do, not what they can do. Mm-hmm. And that's been huge. It's like, oh, but I could do this. And it would right. probably bring me a level of gratification. But what I should do and what's best it's is like choosing to do, to do the right thing. Exactly. Not what you not what you want. Not what you can do. Right. But what what should you do? What is what's the right thing to do? And I try to live my life by those principles. Yeah. Let's do the right thing. Let's be a good human being because that's what we all should be ultimately striving to do is be the best person that they can possibly be and that's just making a series of smart choices right. and I'm saying that as someone who's made a lot of wrong choices so. I think we all have that's a part of life but the goal is to constantly improve mm-hmm. and then yeah I mean you know like my thing is strive to be kind exactly. always mm-hmm. and sometimes kindness sometimes doesn't being look, kind doesn't feel it doesn't good mean nice either yeah. kindness and niceness are not the they are same they're not the same thing but that's a real that's such a cool story i'm like it makes me mm. it had it had a huge impact on me i'm something five years old right it's one of my earliest memories like i was ready to go toe to toe with my mama over this (laughs) yellow polka dotted skirt but it was like i'm imagining that and just (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you those who know Janet Leanne, she was like, oh, let me teach you about choices real quick because this is not about to go down like you think it is. Okay, I'm thrilled with how this is going. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether this will make it on or not, but y'all, I like am getting to know my friend even better. This is the kind of intentional conversation and community building that people should be doing mm-hmm. if they want to see relationships thrive and if they want to see community growth. Yes. And, like, by growth, I don't mean, ah, we are getting bigger, but, like, stronger. The soul yes. of the city needs to get bigger. Say that again? The soul of the city needs to get bigger. I love that. Okay. Okay. Okay, so, you have one more story to share. Mm-hmm. What is it? Um, so, the next story is some, some, I don't remember the man's name, who... Who I heard it from. I, I wish I did, but I don't. So when I was in middle school, it was a thing that we would have um, visitors constantly. So we would have like someone to come and talk about stress or come and talking about don't do drugs or come in and talk about like alcohol abuse or, you know, all the things. Yeah. And so there was a guy and he had a like just like a regular glass of water. And he asked the question, how heavy does anybody know how heavy this cup of water is? 
and a couple of people made suggestions. So mm-hmm. it's six ounces, eight ounces, it's, you know, <laughs> oh, it's a cup. So scientific. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, they thought they were right. Like, oh, that's about, you know, it's about <laughs> a half, cup and a half of water. But anyhow, um, and he listened to them. He took all of their answers, and ultimately he's like, all of you are wrong. Um, it depends on how long you've had it. Mm-hmm. And the thought behind it was, you know, if I'm holding this cup, or, cup of water for a few seconds, it's light. Right. Very light. If I hold it for a minute, still relatively light. But if I hold it for an hour, my arm might cramp a little bit. It might yeah. be a little stiff. And you can feel, definitely feel the weight of that water a lot more. Mm. If you hold it for a month... There's no tell, you know, you might get a whole cramp. You might get a trolley horse. You might like. You might want to chop your whole arm off. Exactly. Like you're going to feel it and it's going to feel a lot heavier than it felt when you held it for a minute. (laughs) And he's like, I believe he was there for stress because he's like, this is how you're supposed to deal with negative feelings. Put the cup of water down. Put the cup of water down. And it's not heavy anymore. But the longer you hold it, yeah, the heavier it's going to get. Mm-hmm. The more of a burden it, it's going to become on you when you can just simply put the cup of water down. And I remembered that because I was like 13 in middle school going through all the things, you know, all the hormones, hormones. and like oh, all the things. And that stood out to me because I was sitting there thinking like, oh, that's very light. Yeah. But just putting that like. I could imagine holding that um, for a long time. And I was like, oh my goodness. Huh. Why does that make sense to me? And I didn't know what it was going to mean down the road. You know? Right. But it's I keep coming back to it. Put the cup of water down. Okay, so this may be a hard question. What? What, what of- are some different ways that you put cups of water down? Like Read. I read. Okay. I put cup to I put cups. I read, and that takes me mentally out of it. Um, I say no. So things that are like of a burden and like. I wish y'all could see. I literally <laughs> want to throw my shoe right now because that is so like. You know, I mean, sometimes it's okay to say, say no, no, especially when it comes you down have to like to. for your own personal well being, like for your mental health. Exactly. Your, yeah. If I could be everywhere for everybody, I'm the kind of person that I would. Yes. But it's not always what's smart, and it's not what's best for my family, um, my wife, my kids. You know, um, and me. That's yeah. not always what's best, and so sometimes you have to put the cup of water down. Um, but he never said I couldn't pick. Can't, you can pick, pick it, it up, up if need be when you're ready right but when we're talking about burdens and stress and like negative things that happen to us it's okay to like put the cup of water down and walk away from it you don't have to right. pick it back up right picking it back up and holding it is not helping you at all so okay so another hard one what is a cup of water that you have maybe okay let's mm. it, it can either be one that you've put down and okay. left or or one that you've put down and come back to pick up later on. So the last cup of water that I put down was the 2022 local elections in Sumner County. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it right there. Um, those of you know, know, if you know, know, if you know. If you don't, Google it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anywho. But for real. <laughs> Those yeah. nine months of my life were, they were hell. Um, 
There were just things that I thought I knew about my community that I I found that I didn't know. There Mm -hmm. were people I thought I knew that I found out that I didn't know. Relationships I thought I had that I found out I didn't have. And it took a toll. Like it was, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. I was heavily involved in multiple campaigns. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) we lived this together. We did. (sighs) So in... After the elect, after the last election, um, I made a choice. What's done is done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't um, bend water. I can't do it. So the best thing for me to do was to put the cup down. And that doesn't yeah. mean that I'm no longer involved in, right. you know, making sure that the community flourishes. I'm very still you much committed said to it. 2022 elections. Exactly. And that does not, now we're in 2023 exactly. and things are very, you know. Very different. But, so, but I had to put it down because I definitely could yes. have harped on it. I could still be harping on it. I'm de- I would be justified. <laughs> I'm sure people would sympathize with me. But it doesn't do you any good. Right. And I had to take the cup and put the cup down and gracefully back away from the cup. And then I ran after I got safely away. You did. You did. (laughs) So I put it down. I slowly backed away. And then I turned on my heels and I ran as far away from it as I could. But, you know, there are people who are still holding on to it. There are people who are still heavily affected by it and they're... My advice to them is to put the cup of water down, you know, regroup and go forward with the message. 100%. Um, I had to figure out how I was going to word that because... I think that was fantastic. Thank you. Um, Okay, so if you had to choose, as a reminder, listeners, Kanisha is co-owner of a gourmet popcorn company. (laughs) So if you had to choose a flavor of popcorn that I am... <gasps> what would I be? You are. You are chocolate drizzled movie theater popcorn. Oh, why? Okay. Because movie theater popcorn is a classic and you are a classic. You are a good person. You're a good friends. You listen. What? Like you are a tool everybody needs in their belts. If you don't have a <laughs> Megan in your life, you are I love that. It's going to be but my new catchphrase. However, you're not just a classic. You there are definitely qualities about you that are make you different and unique, and that is what that chocolate drizzle is. And chocolate drizzle because you have a lot of soul. That's really cool. Okay, well, I didn't pick a popcorn flavor for you, but I have decided that I'm picking a flower for everyone. And okay. I I have told you this already, yes. but Kanisha to me would be a Texas Star hibiscus. I. I went to Charleston a few years ago and went to a botanical garden and saw this gorgeous flower. And it's just like when you see it, it's like breathtaking. It's breathtaking. And it also, you are breathtaking, but also it's like, so specifically like when you wear red lipstick, Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what else you're wearing. You could literally be wearing like a moo-moo like that one time I came over and, and we, we were, were matching. <laughs> but like you, that's, I just, I feel like you capture attention. Mm-hmm. And so you are a Texas star hibiscus. Oh, wow. Thank you. Red lipstick, you're welcome. if you're listening, instantly elevates whatever you're wearing. I don't care if you're wearing like a potato sack. Put you some red lipstick on. 
That's I wrote a paper about that in college. I don't know why. Like I don't know what about. No, they're like there. There's historical significance to it. So like red, it was victory red, right? So you wore it. Women wore it during World War Two, um, to boost morale. Oh, okay. It was a morale boost while they were, while they were filling in the quote unquote men's jobs exactly. while the men were at war, and and since then, like for me, I wear red lipstick anytime I need to feel confident. Oh, mm-hmm. see, so it's like it's a morale boost, it's a confidence boost. If you feel like you're gonna have to go and stomp on somebody kindly, right. um, you wear red lipstick, and I just yeah, but you rock red lipstick and. My Texas Star Hibiscus is red. I love that. So, um, yeah. That's so exciting. Well, this was awesome. Do you think feel like you learned something about me? Do you? Like, I do. You know I like. I I don't know what I really expected. <laughs> um, Most people do. Like, but I know you. Mm-hmm. But man, this was cool. Um, and I also think that. Hopefully people who listen are going to want to go buy popcorn from you. Just to be clear, that's like not the point of this. But I was about to say, if that's the point, let me, let me switch my story. No, no. And incorporate but, popcorn. But like, it. that's so cool. Like the stuff that, yeah. Anyway, it's just awesome. And I think that's it. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of Story Garden Pod. If you enjoyed today's episode, I hope you'll subscribe and follow along as we dig into a new set of stories each time. To purchase popcorn from Kanisha, visit kbgourmetpopcorn.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram at kbpopcorn. Special thanks to musician Erin Skates for use of her song Requiem at 3am, which can be found on all your typical streaming platforms. You can find her on Facebook at Erin Skates, that's E-R-I-N-N-S-C-A-T-E-S, and I'll drop her link tree in my show notes. To support Story Garden Pod financially, become a Patreon supporter by visiting patreon.com backslash storygardenpod. Each month, we'll share fun updates, a special cocktail recipe, and even an extra story or two. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the garden.